In a culture of people focused on self-glorification, personal gain, and Instagram over experiences, to truly serve God, love people, and tell your own story, well that, that is living boldly. Over these next few minutes, we want to explore what living for God in this crazy culture looks like and how we can daily make that choice to live bold. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Live Bold Podcast, everybody. Uh, my name is Harold. I've got sitting across the microphone from me. As usual, I've got Christian over there. How you doing, man? You're dropping your water bottle while I'm trying to ask you how you're doing. That's <laughs> I'm doing good. No, I've just got a lot of electrical cords in here, so I'm trying not to oh. electrocute myself, but I'm doing great. <laughs> good advice. That would make a uh, interesting episode, to say the least, if we started off in the first couple of seconds oh, electrocuting boy. yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Well, hey, welcome everybody. I know it's been a while since we've hopped on the podcast. It's kind of been, I don't know if it's been any busier than normal, um, but it has been kind of a crazy time. I know Christian and I have been trying to link up the schedules and get it right. I had all the things going on in life. We're just trying to get it all together. So I'm glad we could get on, on the microphone and chat with you guys a little bit today, whenever you might be listening. Uh, one thing Me too. I, yeah, one thing I did want to say before we get started here is uh, clearing up some confusion for some people. Um, you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So whether that be uh, Spotify is always the link that I'm sharing because I feel like most people use Spotify. But there's Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, Google. Listen Notes. I yeah, Apple I mean, there, it's literally oh. everywhere, <laughs> wherever you find it. And if you can't figure out where it's at on your service, uh, just head on over to liveboldpodcast.com and click the links tab. And there's like a whole list of them where you can listen to the show. So don't be afraid. We're everywhere, I think. <laughs> so everywhere, I think. That's how I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, man, how you been doing? Uh, just start back since we've been few weeks out here how you been doing oh yeah i've been doing good uh we are getting ready to do a food drive here on saturday for our community um so last saturday and pretty much all of last week i was helping design some flyers and get those out um so i've been really busy with that and i was just busy with starting a new curriculum here at the end of the month for the kids we're starting on a fan by kyle eidelman it's a good series right on um and what else here well just your daily uh your daily work i guess (laughs) yeah well good stuff man i'm I'm glad you guys are doing that now i have a question Uh, this is not related to our topic that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit but (laughs) um have you since you're doing a food drive have you guys noticed that's something of a great need specifically because of the covid virus or uh like yeah um your reasoning good question yeah actually specifically because of the covid um you know it hasn't hit our area as hard but you know, a lot of a lot of people are losing their jobs because of the virus and everything. So yeah, you know, it's it's just a good thing, and a lot of people uh, uh, need food, and that's always been kind of a minute. We you know we have a food pantry at the church, awesome that people come and get food from. But this is a chance for us to hand out a bag of groceries that has you know like a loaf of bread in it, some peanut butter and jelly, you know, the essential type of stuff hmm. um, 
that you know people need and it's just a good ministry i think you know especially now because there's this thing called food insecurity that's going around now yeah um, and it, so again it's just kind of like it's it's nothing new but it's kind of still crazy times to talk about like how people's lives have been impacted and, and how you just it's just a shift in in everything in the way that we're doing some of our cultural yeah. stuff how people are living like who has jobs whose jobs are thriving whose jobs have just completely disappeared um and, and it's really really interesting to see that and i'm glad you guys are serving those who probably recently have to f- refigure out how to be you know surviving in this new time so yeah awesome stuff really really do appreciate it that other than that um you're doing good with the youth ministry stuff and church and all that yeah, it's a, it's a, I learn more every day, pretty much. <laughs> cool. It's a different battle, different uh, uh, thought process going into every week. So, Absolutely. And you've been um, yeah. on staff there since, uh, give me a timeline here because I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, so I started there in um, late August, early September. Okay. Um, and so I've been here getting close to a year now. So um, uh not really. But Not really. Kind of. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'm doing some math. I'm like, yeah, after, yeah. after I said that, yeah, yeah. I got a couple more uh, <laughs> messages. So. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you're a youth minister. We'll let it pass. Um, right. If, yeah, if you were, yeah. uh, <laughs> any other position in the whole wide world, we might call you out on that, but youth ministers, <laughs> ah, whatever. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. that's good to hear. That's good to hear, man. Um, as far as over here or down here, over here in Wyoming, things have been good. I really am coming up on almost a year here. Yes, you are. March. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I consider, you know, like three weeks um, more, I mean, four or five weeks more closer to a year than four or five months. So anyway, but uh, we've been good. Definitely. <laughs> We've been having a good in-person attendance here. I know when people are listening all over the country, that might be different. But uh, really, we I just read a thing from our governor today talking about how our numbers are really going down covid wise the vaccines out and about and and uh people are getting poked with that and just yeah uh, i think i think we're kind of bouncing back so uh, you can tell it in the church in some ways we have had people yeah who i had never met in person yet uh walking through the doors and having some good attendance so that's really really encouraging really nice um i was just talking to your brother jeremiah on the phone earlier this week and talking about how things, you know, still are going to be changed kind of permanently and, and how we work through that, um, how we how we continue to have fellowship when we, we don't see people in person for a while, how we continue yeah. to outreach through all of these new avenues like uh, live streaming and, and all of our, you know, virtual meetings. He was talking about how people will talk to him in the grocery store now about a sermon and he's like, I I don't know who you are. <laughs> and so it's just kind of crazy how going forth, there will still be some different things and it's opened up opportunities, but it's also made some challenges. So, uh, but yeah, it's just yeah. been good. I think, think with every opportunity that we've been faced with, it's also been a challenge in its own right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting time to see how, you know, we rebuild from this pandemic and sure. how we move forward. So, but either way, I hope you guys, wherever you're listening, you're doing well. I hope you are surviving, but maybe even greater than that, th- thriving here as we enter into the end of February 2021. It's crazy that it's 2021, but hopefully you're doing well. Um, and hopefully uh, if you need help, you're finding it in the local church and people are there for you because that's really what the church is here for. That's what we're about. That's right. All right, Christian. Well, 
I think we'll probably have a, a decent little episode ahead of us, but we've been we've been trying to get this one recorded for a while, so we had to look back and see what what are we even talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what did you uh, what did you pose dang near a month ago when we were trying to figure this out? Yeah, if you're if I'm honest with you, I forgot about it until you mentioned it to me today. So <laughs> that's, all right. that's how we do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. But uh, it, you know. What I wanted to talk about a little bit today is the idea of God working through small things. Um, and I think sometimes, especially in uh, the current climate that we're faced today in our nation, hmm. it's, you know, little things speak bigger than bigger things. Hmm. Yeah, that was a beautiful sentence there. Um, yeah, but, uh, sentence there. <laughs> um, well, so I want to, yeah, go ahead. Well, let me, Sorry. <laughs> we can talk about that here a little bit, but I do want to just, uh, for myself mainly, what do you mean by when you say the little things? What, what would you so I mean like? Those? I would define it as like doing little things for your community. Um, and it doesn't just have to be your community, but doing little things for people. Like the other day, literally this happened to me. It was like Tuesday. I was going to check my mail at the post office and I just held the door open for an old lady who was trying to walk in and, and another old lady turned to me and she's like, thank you. You know, we don't mm. see that type of kindness in the world anymore. And you know, it's those, it's those little things because people aren't seeing you in those little tiny actions. They're seeing Jesus or I hope they are, you know, and yeah. so little things like that, um, little trivial things that you do throughout the day where you're like, I don't think God was working in that, but then you remember, oh yeah, God works through everything. So hmm. he was working in that. So, all right. Yeah. I like that. That's, uh, that's good. I'm, we'll talk about it a little bit here, but it does put a challenge to not ignore the little things. I know, Yeah. I know for me, like some days, some days I feel like all I do is talk to people. Um, which is which is justified. That's my job. But there was there was a day this week where I, I just spent the entire day talking to people. I I had uh, my my in person Zoom um, class that I'm in, and so had dialogue about that. Then had a meeting, and by that point it was like noon, and I saw some people, and I talked to Jeremiah, and it was just like the whole day I talked to people. But it could really be just texting someone or replying to a text or uh, just saying, yeah. Hey, can I have coffee with you sometime? That those little things can really mean a lot. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, little conversations too. That's a, you know, today I talked to um, someone from college that I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, just send me some uh, resources and stuff to use in my uh, podcast, which is really cool. And just those little interactions that you're like, Oh, cool. You know, I haven't, heard or seen from you in a while yeah and, and we can be on yeah. the uh opposite end of that too which is a good thing to remember exactly it's yeah. like i guess there's not a good end or a bad end but i, I <laughs> you know i got a text last <laughs> night on a wednesday uh from a friend of mine that i used to work with at the college ministry saying hey uh we miss you here i mean we just we miss you i miss you here and i was like that means a lot i really appreciate that yeah that's and, awesome and so so yeah, all right. So the little things, um, how they can be used, or how how God can use them, how we can use them for God. Uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, where are we going? So we're going to Luke chapter nine today, uh, and I want to talk about you know the feeding of the five thousand. And before I start, I want to preface that the five thousand that were counted were just the men here; they yeah. weren't uh, counting the women and children. So actually, it's more than five thousand. So it's even crazier when you think about it that way. And um, that blew me away. <laughs> yeah, that's something good to keep in perspective um, in almost all biblical accounts. Um, mm -hmm. Old Testament, New Testament. Um, the one that comes to mind right now is like when Nineveh's talked about, it's talked about how it's like 30,000 people. And it just says people, but it also means men. And then it says it takes three days to walk across the city. And we're like, wait a minute. 
there's a lot of people there. So yeah. almost <laughs> every time, you know, you read a number, it's usually just the men, not counting the women and children. So that means there's a lot of people there. Yeah. All right. All right. So I just want to go ahead and read this and we break, break it down a little bit and talk about it. Um, and how, how it can apply to us today. It's Luke chapter nine, starting uh, where I, I, yes, I do believe so. Um, I'm trying to figure this out here. Yeah. I'm going to start in verse 10 here. Verse so. 10, Luke nine, 10. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm reading out of the English standard. So <laughs> should be in line with what you're reading out of, but <laughs> sitting across from me, not necessarily those you sitting, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> On their return, the apostles told him all that they had done, and he took them and withdrew apart to a town called Bethsaida. When the crowds learned it, they followed him, and they welcomed him and spoke to him of the kingdom of God and cured those who had need of healing. Hmm. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions, for we are here in a desolate place. And, uh, but he said to them, you give them something to eat. They said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we are go, um, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. Uh, for these were about 5,000 men, like, like I just said, (laughs) and he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of 50 each. And they did so and had, had had them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing over them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And they ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up, 12 baskets of broken pieces. Wow. So I read the smaller account of this, okay? Um, yeah. Well, but the one... The story's there. I the, guess the, the story's, story's there. there. Yeah, I mean... Um, it's The one character I wanted to focus on was actually the boy. Um, and in... The, the four-length story, for time purposes, I didn't want to read the four-length story, but um, when you look at the boy and uh, Jesus asked his disciples the question, he asked, you know, um, where would he get this food? You know, if I was the disciples, I'd be like, bro, you know, <laughs> like you're Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> can't you just make some? Um, but <laughs> they say, well, there's this boy here. Um, from this small fishing town. Um, the town that he is from is actually a small fishing port. Um, so fish would have been very prevalent there. Um, and bread was just a commodity in ancient times. And so they're like, well, there's this boy here. You know, he's got a, basically got a sack lunch for school, right? He's got five loaves of bread. And loaves of bread are not like what you see in the grocery store uh, back in this time period. They're probably a little smaller. Um, just so you can put that into perspective, like eating five loaves of bread to someone's like, what? <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like, five um, <laughs> right, exactly. So you had like five loaves of bread, uh, which makes this miracle even fa- more fascinating and two of two small fish. Um, and Jesus ma- takes this little thing and makes such a big, um, miracle out of it. And what's really interesting about it is, um, and this is kind of like a side note, but the type of fish that's used here is, or the type of bread rather um, is one that yeah barley yeah yeah thank you barley that is actually what the uh, poorer folk would eat um, because barley was a more easy obtainable thing to make bread with than some of the higher class people yeah and to give give people some context here too um, the reason that we <laughs> you know we can look into these things is because this is in the gospel accounts right so exactly. Christian read from uh, Luke chapter nine. A lot of this information, uh, little detail stuff is in, in John, John chapter six. 
And verse nine is where the boy, where we see it's the boy. So verse eight says another one of the disciples, Andrew spoke up and he said, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among this many people? (laughs) What a good answer. What a good question, Andrew. And then Jesus said, have the people sit down. And we have the same story happening where Jesus has them all sit down Mm -hmm. and he takes the loaves and the fish and he uh, breaks them and hands them out with the disciples. What's interesting about here is that it's 200 denarii worth of bread, which would have been two days wages. So this is not just, this is not your run of the mill. I grabbed the bread from the pantry. This is stuff that was, you know, paid for and stuff that was worked for. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, It's in, again, in the account from John and John chapter six, um, when, when the disciples are asking, Philip asks in verse seven, he's like, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough yeah. bread for everyone just to have a bite. And then thinking right. about the boy and he, you know, he has, he has a good lunch. It's, it's two days wages, you know, anything over a day's wages is a, a good meal, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's still, it's, I mean, it's still absolutely nothing compared to 5,000 yeah. men. Um, right. I mean, that's not going to do nothing. That's not going to do anything for you and me. That's just, uh, yeah. it's, it's absolutely nothing. So, and so when I, I guess when I think of this miracle to kind of go into what we're talking about, um, is when I think of what Jesus did with this, he took something so trivial and mm-hmm. even the disciples were like, we're <laughs> yeah. going to feed all these people with five loves of bread and two are you kidding me jesus how? Like, yeah how they were probably having a bruh moment right like <laughs> but uh <laughs> but when i look at this and when i look at what jesus was doing jesus knew exactly where he was going to get the fish from and the bread from you know yeah. we know that we know that about jesus's character but jesus wanted to see that faith in his disciples he wanted to see that faith in the people hmm. because i always have viewed this at, at, like this you know Jesus wants us to focus on all the things that we can do for him um, and to spread his kingdom and his message. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the very little thing, like, you know, holding a door open for someone at the post office or, or something like that, something as little as that can have a profound impact on someone, especially when we talk about sharing the gospel or sharing the message of Jesus in his kingdom. Hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, I think we're going to kind of want to touch on this a bit too here, but especially in this account, I mean, pretty much it's safe to say when when Jesus was had people gathered around, he wasn't squandering that opportunity. Um, no, we we can see it happening later with some of the workers for Christ in the church. I mean, Paul, uh, Timothy, talking about talking about the gospel after Jesus, but what Jesus would do here um, when he had people is he would share. Uh, for lack of better words, you know, who I am and what's going to happen. What is the Father's plan? And people would be coming to him with questions, but ultimately, it's it's weird to say, but ultimately, he would be sharing the gospel about himself every time he had these opportunities. And so, we know that's why the people were surrounding. Uh, we know that's why the people were here, because they were perplexed by Jesus. They wanted to know what he had to say. Mm. And, and Jesus was there proclaiming the kingdom of God. And it's interesting um, where you read there in Luke. Let's see, verse, t- verse 10. Um, yeah. They followed Jesus to a town called Bethsaida in verse 10. And when the crowds learned it, they followed him. And they welcomed him and he spoke the kingdom of God. And he cured those who were in need of healing. 
uh, it's easy to kind of just uh, jump over that. But yeah. I mean, what what's the big deal about getting lots of extra bread if he was already healing people who were dying on the street? <laughs> and that's why people exactly. were following him. That's why he was powerful is because he could prove to them that he was uh, God. He could prove to them that he was more than just mm. a good prophet. Um, but I mean, it's kind of funny that we just read, you know, two words about, oh, he was healing everybody who needed healed. <laughs> and then we're like, but he could also make more bread. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it is, it's kind of funny to, to think about that. Jesus is an incredible. I mean, we, we know he's the son of God, but he's incredible yeah. to see why and what he did. Uh, I mean, he not only healed people to show the people he was God, but he also proved the point to the disciples here too. Um, mm. You know, hey man, it's not a big deal. I, I'm Jesus. I can, I can make this bread. <laughs> I can handle it. Yeah, yeah. Literally make this bread. <laughs> literally, I literally make this bread. So bringing it back to us a little bit here, Christian. Um, when When we talk about the little things we do, we don't always have this opportunity like you were talking about uh, holding the door open for someone. You don't always get to hold the door open for someone and say, you know, Jesus, uh, he, he came and he died for you so that you yeah. can be in heaven forever. You don't have that opportunity. You just hold the door open. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what's the point of doing the little things? I think, I think it stems back to what you just said. You know, we, we, a lot of times, whether it's, we're worried about how God's going to use us or, uh, we're nervous about, you know, because it's a scary thing mm-hmm. to to share that with someone. It's a scary thing to share the idea of, okay, there's a Jesus that loves you. There's this, you know, that's a scary thing to share with people. Um, it is. Be- because we're worried about rejection because, you know, of our human attitude on life. But what it's going back to what you, sorry, let me continue. I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. But <laughs> what... <laughs> Uh, kind of back to what you said, you know, those little things like holding the door open. Yeah, we're, we may not be proclaiming the gospel necessarily, but we are proclaiming what Jesus stood for in love and caring oh, for people. Abs- absolutely. Um, it's interesting. Um, I, I can't give you a straightforward reference for this because it's literally all of Jesus's um, ministry. Okay. But yeah. let me say all of Jesus's ministry, find a place and prove me wrong because he can't. His whole ministry, he took care of people's needs, and then he told them about the kingdom of God. He told them um, how yep. he was going. He came to save people by dying, right? And, and but the very first thing he always did is he took care of people's needs. We we read here he healed people, and then we read he gave them something to eat, and then he shared the kingdom of God with them. It wasn't one or the other. Um, Unfortunately, our churches, our people, we sometimes think that. We sometimes think, hey, you know what? I got I to gotta cram the gospel down somebody's throat. But we're, we're sitting there <laughs> ignoring what they need. I mean, yeah. if somebody needs something small like the door open for them, that doesn't mean we have to hit them with the gospel right then. If somebody needs some food like you're going to be doing this weekend, I mean, you're going to be showing the love of Jesus. But you're yeah. doing, you're taking care of their needs first, um, yeah. and I mean a lot of a lot of professors and scholars and people who write about how we can effectively share the gospel. You know, the first things they say is we need to build a rapport and a reputation with people, and yeah. taking care of people. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't hate anybody that takes care of me. You know, 
you buy me you buy me lunch someplace i'm like wow that's really nice i had no idea you're gonna do that i don't i'm like maybe i'll talk to you now <laughs> and so it's kind of crazy I think. yeah no that's a that's a good point and you know you, you look at anyone who's, who's been successful at sharing the, the, the gospel of jesus you know I, I look at paul as a great example of this like you know paul even when he was writing his letters and when he was you know addressing these letters to the churches the first thing he said is you know i'm praying for you guys i'm looking out for your needs i'm praying that your needs are met um before he even goes into you know grace and peace be to you and lord jesus like he he wants it to make it an appoint to the churches and to the people that he's writing to that hey i'm praying for you and i am trying my best to meet your needs and i think that's such a great example and when i look back at feeding the five thousand you know yeah jesus was really he was fulfilling a need here you know they needed to be fed there was five thousand men not counting the women and children that were there um and i don't know about you but if i go without a meal i kind of get a headache and start to get a little cranky you know so here you have five thousand plus people who, who need to eat who have been listening to him all day you know and contrary to popular belief listening to people is tiring um yeah. especially like especially when you think about you know your mind starts to wander, you know, and all that fun stuff. But, you know, Jesus really met this need, and then he uses this need to also preach to them in the same moment, which Absolutely. astonishes me. You know, he finds the little thing, which was, and we think, wow, the, the little thing, he made all this food from, you know, but he uses that and says, look, here's this little thing, these five loaves of bread, these two fish, and I'm going to make so much that there's 12 baskets of leftovers. Mm. Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That 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 is. I mean, uh, again, that's something easily glossed over. But you know, not only did he feed everybody, but then at the end, the leftovers were greatly multiplied. Like, yeah. Let's say, let's say this was. We'll give it a benefit of a doubt, and the kid had a full basket of food, which I don't think he did. It's twelve times leftovers. How does that happen? I mean, obviously, there was uh, the miracle happening there. But I mean, it just comes back to show taking care of people's needs, doing things for people uh, really makes a big impact. I don't think that's changed in people at all. Um, and it's crazy if you if you start practicing this and you just try and take care of people and, and just do whatever you can to love and to share on the uh, love on those people and take care of those people. It'll come back to you when you didn't realize it was happening. Um, I just what is today? Today's Thursday. So I'm thinking Wednesday here. Um my wife and I got a little ice cream on the way home, good little treat, and the guy at the drive-through, or who wasn't working, but he was behind him, he he waved at me, and it took me, you know, like a couple of seconds to be like, wait a minute, who's that? Because you know we still wear our COVID masks and all that stuff, and I have to like, all right, I got to look from the top of the nose up, who's this person? <laughs> but it made me think, and I was like, oh wait, that is a friend of ours, um, his dad, and his dad was at his wedding that I did back in October. And uh, we, we had a couple of conversations just talking about just life and whatnot. But I really do think um, he thought, man, my, my son and his new wife are really taken care of here by this church, this church that's just giving them the venue and the preacher to what, marry them. And that wasn't a big deal. Never even thought about it. But yet he still acknowledged and made sure to say hi at a random opportunity. So again, it's just the opportunity. Don't waste it. Don't waste the small right. little things. Jesus didn't waste the small little thing. He could have said, hey, tell everybody to go into town and get lunch. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. didn't. He took the opportunity. 
Yeah. In fact, he, he asked the disciples to kind of use a teaching moment just in that moment yeah. of asking them, where are we going to get this food? You know, the disciples are like, come on, you're <laughs> Jesus and you don't know where you're going to get the food. But, he, you know, Jesus, he knows he's using it another moment to teach. <laughs> yeah, like all good teachers, he didn't just give you the answer. He let you work through it. And so the disciples yeah. had, to, had to figure that one out a little bit for themselves and they got there. Uh, one, oh, thing, poor disciples. <laughs> one thing I did want to say, though, Christian, too, is so we bring this now um, when Jesus is with the disciples, we're still under under Jewish law, Old Testament here. And here's what's changed that we have the op- op- awesome opportunity for. That was a little tongue twister. Awesome opportunity <laughs> is, you know, Jesus told them about the kingdom and about God and what was going to take place. But now we have the opportunity to give the gospel. And we talked about that <laughs> a little bit. Um, but Ephesians chapter three, Paul is talking about what the gospel is. And he says, when you read this or when you hear this, um, talking to the Ephesian church, you might perceive my insight into the mystery of the gospel. And we read that and we're like, whoa, what's the mystery of Christ or mystery of the gospel? And he says, it's not, it wasn't made known to the sons of men in other generations as it's been revealed to the holy apostles by the prophets and the spirit. Verse 6 of chapter 3 of Ephesians. This is the awesome part. The mystery is that Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers in Jesus Christ through the gospel. And that's, that's Bible talk. I understand that's like, okay, what's that mean, Harold? Here's what it means, guys. Uh, look it up yourself so you can cross-reference me here. But Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. Jesus showed us to do the little things, and he, he gave that example. And now there's no mystery about what the gospel is. It's available to everyone. That's what to the Gentiles means because those were the outcasts who were never going to be God's people. But here's the thing. Everyone can be God's people and it's just opportunities. We have the opportunity to share it to all. Mm. All can be members. The mystery is no more. All are welcome. And so what I'm, why I'm saying that is, when we take the little opportunities, I mean, whether or not we do it right that second, like we were talking about, the point's going to be, hey, man, Jesus loves you. He wants you with him forever. It's open to all. And so yeah. that's awesome. That's that's my awesome thing. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Uh, you know, it is open to all. And I think, you know, by showing and, and you know, seeing uh, people for uh, uh, creations of God that they are, uh, we can have compassion on them and, and start to, to live more like that. I, uh, Ephesians chapter five, just a chapter before where you read, um, you know, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. What verse? Is and that, right. That, that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's Ephesians chapter five verses one through two. Awesome. And I think that is just a perfect way to learn how to live life, mm-hmm. but learn how to share the gospel. Because, you know, I had, I use this example a lot. I call it the fish finder example. Um, at teen camp one year, we were doing scenarios, and, and you know what I, I'm talking about. But for those of you who don't, uh, they do this thing where they bring in a scenario of, okay, try to share the gospel with this person. They throw everything at you, right? Yeah. Um, well, I had to try to share the gospel uh, with, uh, the, with Chris Ward and... <laughs> He was a guy on a fishing boat um, and he was all excited about his new fishing or his new fish finder. And so I ran in there and I was like, it's like, Hey man, look at this new fish. I grabbed the like mock fish finder and I throw it down on the desk. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> and, 
And it was great because, you know, it was funny in the moment, but Chris Kirk came up. It's like, that's maybe not a good method <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's not how you talk to somebody. You're like, I don't care what you have, but. Uh, but I use that now. <laughs> yeah. I use that now as my fish finder example. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> the best way to share the gospel with people is just being real with people. Yeah. And being there to help them meet their needs and, and, and just talk to them, you know, have an honest conversation with someone because that's the best way to reach people, right. in my opinion. And it's not, again, it's um, your fish finder example is great, right? Because it's not just chopping to an agenda that you had, not, <laughs> you know, like, ah, whatever. It's, it's, it's working with people and building that relationship. Um, that is crazy. Those scenarios, I tell you what, they are, there's probably been some legendary ones and I haven't known them all, but. <laughs> If, and Christian elaborated a bit, but they're just like these really ridiculous, um, they give you a prompt and, and they tell you like, oh, you're going to come into the room and usually they do it up on stage, right? So people can laugh at you, but they're like, <laughs> you're going to come into the room and uh, you're going to share the gospel with these, these guys. And you're like, you know, nothing else about it. And you walk in and, and they're, you're in the most crazy situation or they're trying to do- divert you. Um, and so that's funny learning experience. The one I remember is I think the prompt, a uh, pretty typical prompt is, you know, share the gospel with someone, right? Uh, but I think the prompt was uh, share the gospel with these guys. And you walk up on stage and they're set up like they're in a car and they're driving. You hop in and go with them. And the guy's just like, dude, you want to see my backpack? It's full of weed. And I just remember <laughs> this one kid. It's like, how do you get to the gospel from that, right? I just remember this one kid. He just grabs the backpack. He's like, can I look at that? And he throws it out the, the window. <laughs> And I'm just like, well, I don't think that would go over very well. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's off track a lot. But uh, that those are good. Those are good learning experiences for all those teenagers. <laughs> they get to be a part of it. But I just remember that kid throwing a backpack of weed out the window. <laughs> I was just like, huh, I don't, oh, I don't know about that. And You're I, getting thrown out the window I, next. I think that's great because, you know, when we're faced with those situations in real life, we're it's never going to be an easy conversation with no. someone. Uh, and, and I mean that like, yeah, sometimes, you know, conversing with people can be easy, but when you're talking about Jesus and it can be a scary thing. Um, but sharing the gospel, like I said, it starts with the little things and it grows mm-hmm. from that. You know, Absolutely. I think of, I think of how a plant is grown or a watermelon, you know, you look at a watermelon seed. Yeah. <laughs> a watermelon seed. Right. Like, <laughs> Woo! All right. Anyway, <laughs> you look at the watermelon seed and it's such a tiny thing, or yeah. you even look at the mustard seed, right? The mustard seed is so tiny. It fits on the tip of a pencil. You know, this thing is yeah. like uh, microscopic. Well, not maybe not microscopic, but you know what I mean? But <laughs> when you plant that thing, it leads to a tree. Absolutely. But when you yeah. plant that watermelon seed, it leads to a watermelon. Mm-hmm. Like it's those it starts with the little thing and then God, you know, waters it. And then it grows. And that's how, when we share the gospel, I think sometimes we doubt ourselves because we say, maybe I didn't do that good enough. Or hmm. I, 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 don't, I probably could have shared. The, I know me personally, I will judge myself hardcore every yeah. Sunday after I'm done. Sure. You know, it's like, maybe I didn't lead that song good enough or that song was out of key or man, oh my goodness. I, I had this one story where I tried to lead a song and started it in the wrong key, hmm. started it again, started in the wrong key again. Um, sang through it, finally got on key to around the chorus. And after church, I was beating myself up, but everyone in the church is coming up and saying, you're good, you're fine, don't worry about it. And and 
and you know, in the moment, you know, I look back at this and it's funny because God was speaking through all those people to me, but through the moment, in the moment, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, Try telling that when you're the one standing up yeah. there having to hit those, you know, but I got home and I got to think about it. And I'm like, when it comes to being led in ministry or being led to share the gospel with someone, it's not about your abilities. Sure. It's not about how well you can do something. Yeah, that's important, but it's the reason you have that ability is because God has given it to you. And yeah. don't ever doubt yourself, guys, because God can speak to people in the smallest of ways, water that, and maybe years down the road they respond. Sure, and I'm, I'll take this a step further, too. Here's, here's the thing about uh, the awesome part of being a new creation, a Christian, is, you know, uh, even... Even the disciples got this, but it was differently. Here, here, when we're Christians, we come up out of the water of baptism, and we have a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we don't, we don't talk about that a whole lot. But I tell you what, as somebody who has the pressure, um, just like Christian is talking about here, has the pressure of delivering the, the truth of God, the gospel, a lot, okay? Mm. You got to just leave room to say, hey, let me get my stupid body and mouth out of the way and let the gospel just come out of me and and say holy spirit speak it and uh, yeah i I know a lot of uh, you know there's some disagreement on this depending on your preaching style that's not the important part but a lot of people will say you know write your sermon and all that's all great but you got to just leave some room for the holy spirit to say things you didn't know you were gonna say and i completely (laughs) 100 percent agree with that because there's things there's points that i've made and spoke that i was like i didn't even think of that <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. that come from? Yeah. so yeah. my point with that is, is is take the little opportunity that's what we've been talking about this whole time you don't have to feed 5000 people but buy someone lunch open the door for them uh, share yeah. your love it, send them that text message just to see how they're doing and then let yeah. the holy spirit take it off if if it needs and to think- rock it with the holy spirit <laughs> That's the amen, and I think you know, especially in today's current climate, with how 2020 and 2021 has went, mm. um, with the virus, people need that. You know, people, and if any year, the little things speak louder. It's this year. Sure, I can guarantee you that, and that absolutely. that that's for that's for every year, but this is the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is this has been. Uh, a tremendous year in lots of ways and it's given us so much more opportunity so don't be afraid of the opportunity just use it and rock it and take it so well guys Amen. thank you for christian thank you for being here thank you guys for listening You're welcome i mean i always i just you know always want to say thank you because here's the thing this is nothing this is not a big deal christian and i uh we we stress about it probably more than we should but this is not a big <laughs> deal and we just we just love those people that listen i mean this isn't um part of our job necessarily either way it's not the church doesn't pay us to make any episodes (laughs) but we love doing it we love just talking with you guys and so for the 20 30 of you who listen um every episode hey thanks we really really appreciate it and again you can find this podcast wherever you need to find it all of your podcast places whether it be itunes google spotify etc etc um, just keep on listening. We really do appreciate it. Well, Christian, I uh, I didn't tell you about this, but I think, and the people can comment and tell us if this is a terrible idea, but I think before February's out, we got to have an episode talking about love. So Ooh, yeah. maybe if you'll hop on the microphone with me next week, we can take love and we can take it a couple different ways and talk about it. So what sure, do you think about yeah. that? I, right. I, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> 
All right, guys, let us know what you think about that. We'll probably still do it uh, as long as we don't get any hate mail about it. But if you do want to comment about the episodes or what's going on, you can always send us an email or find us on Facebook. That's the best way. Uh, Live Bold Podcast, if you're still on Facebook and you haven't left it yet, uh, send us a message. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a weird, that was a mean comment. That was a mean comment. All right. All right, guys. Well, until next time, I'm Harold. I'm Christian. And we'll see you right here on the Live Bold Podcast.